We're getting back on track here with Catherine and Emily, but as you know, we won't stay there for long because this is the Going Off Track podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Going Off Track podcast. I'm Catherine, that's Emily, and welcome to the 2024 season and the second season of our podcast. Uh, we are, you know, going into everything that's happened over the winter break. Um, and uh, it is, everything is pointing toward the 2024 season. We are ready for it. Um, counting down the days still. And I'm just, I'm just ready for, for motorsport to come back or this specific motorsport to come back. Cue ready for it by Taylor Swift. Um, exactly. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I am, I mean, I've been traveling around all of South America for the last 30 days, so I have had a lot of, you know, things occupying my mind, but I'm still sitting there every single day just like, where's my news? Where's my updates? What's going on? I miss Formula One. I need season to come back. I need Drive to Survive to come out so I have something to watch on Netflix, but I'm so excited. We're almost there. Yeah. Almost. Well, winter was, was really quiet until last week. Um, and that's where, where things exploded, obviously. Um, Gunther Steiner is the, the biggest bit of uh, Formula One news in the winter break, and we will dive into all of it. Um, but before we start, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a reminder of who we are, especially if you're new to the show. Um, I'm Catherine. That's Emily. We... Uh, became friends working in college athletics years ago, um, discovered our mutual love for Formula One over the last couple of years, and decided midway through the 2023 season that we wanted to start a podcast so that we can continue talking about our Formula One opinions and also inflict them upon the greater population, which is why and maybe, we're here. And maybe a population who actually wants to hear about it rather than our friends and family who are tired of hearing us talk about F1, so... You're welcome, exactly. everybody. Yeah, we, we we are here to grow the audience of um, American uh, Formula One motorsport fans, especially women. Um, and uh, we're really excited to see what 2024 takes us. If you want to, you know, go into more of um, who we are, our backgrounds, and um, why we really started, you know, for how we got into Formula One, all of that stuff. We have our very first episode, Why We F1, um, which if you just scroll all the way down to the bottom, you will find it. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, you will see the link up top. And if you are also, if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to click that subscribe button to see our faces every week, multiple times a week once we end the season. And the best part of our videos, just going way off track here, but it's really fun because I'm currently in the Southern Hemisphere, Catherine's in the Northern Hemisphere. So we constantly look like we don't belong together and that's because we do. <laughs> So Catherine's all bundled up right now in winter. I know there's a horrible cold front and I'm just sitting down here in 90 degrees, loving every single day. I am tanned again. This is the best version of myself. Um, so yeah, it's really, that's my personal favorite of watching the videos is like someone's clearly in winter. Someone's clearly in summer. We never overlap. And it's always opposite. Yeah, I am not handling the cold well at all. Um, I bought myself a comfy, which if you don't know what a comfy is, A, Google it, and B, it is basically a giant 
fleece hoodie that's like a step up from a snuggie um as seen on shark take etc etc i bought one of those um in like late december and basically spend 90 percent of my time wearing it um and i it, it is the most comfortable warmest best investment i have ever made and this is somebody who lives in a desert um where we have like three weeks of actual cold winter yeah how cold is it there right now actually I mean, honestly, it's not that cold. It's 63 degrees. Um, and like, it's supposed to hop up into the seventies because global warming, but whatever, uh, next week. Um, but then it's going to get cold again. I just don't handle the cold well at all. So any opportunity that I can to like bundle myself up into something that also like leaves my hands free so I can work on the computer is always going to be a good investment. I, I love your commitment to the comfy. It's great. I've, oh I don't God, know I'm if I've ever seen it. one. You'll have to send me a picture. I, I am obsessed with it. I, I, will, I will definitely do that. Um, it's just, it's it's warm, it's fleece, um, and I can like have the balcony door open getting fresh air that is cold and not be freezing at the same time. So it's delightful. And here it's like 90 something degrees. It's only going to get worse. Actually, I think it's going to like rain and be hot later this week, which is like my personal oh my favorite, my hair's personal favorite. But so being in South America, everything's in Celsius, and I keep my aircon at like seventeen, just like because to me it's one, it's like zero to twenty, right? Like I have no idea. To me, it's just a level. It's not an actual temperature. And <laughs> one of my friends came in to like, how is it seventeen degrees in here? I'm like, honestly, don't know. It feels great. It's only like, I think seventeen is around like sixty two, sixty three degrees. So I am just ice boxing my entire apartment, and I have no idea. Uh, yeah. And it's, so lovely it's oh, it feels so good though I'm obsessed everyone walks into my apartment and they're like what is wrong with you and I'm like I'm an American I like I like my AC <laughs> go away yeah. if you don't like it you don't have to be here but anyways I digress Catherine I it's so nice to see your face again we haven't recorded yeah, since too. December uh what's it's been you, a so minute we, I know so we took an official like recording break for what three weeks four weeks uh so I think it was it was about a month yeah yeah about a month so which you know we called our winter break which also is just Emily's traveling and Catherine gets a break because Emily's traveling but what did yeah. you do what did you do for the last month um Tell me in on your life really not much um I I did a lot of dog sitting between Christmas and New Year's um so one um one portion of that I spent a few days with a dog that I have babysat for the last few years and then um for you know four days before for New Year's I moved into another house and uh spent my time with four dogs um including the world's clingiest German Shepherd who basically cried if I was not watched there to watch him eat and like anytime I breathed the wrong way he's like getting up he's like okay what's happening where are we going what are we doing oh that's fun I love him I love him but he is just it, it's a lot <laughs> um, Sounds like but it. I love Sounds him like all the dogs are delightful uh, what about you you have been on some adventures these last <sighs> have few weeks I ever Catherine yeah so yeah. my friend flew down um and we did Brazil and more of Argentina so I spent a few days in uh, Rio and in Bucios which is just north of Rio and then we flew into Manaus which is in like way northern Brazil and we did like a day there and then we took a boat or we took several boats and several vehicles 
five hours ish south of Manaus, like way deep into the Amazon. And then we oh were gosh. like in tree houses over the Amazon River for like four days. Um, saw a bunch of animals, did a bunch of like, you know, touring on the lakes and the or the rivers. Um, and like the pockets on the Amazon, I caught several piranhas in the Amazon, which was Ooh. super cool to go fishing for piranha. Um, we saw a bunch of animals, monkeys, um, sloths. We saw anteaters, dolphins. Every it was the coolest thing, and like a bunch of birds, toucans, macaws, everything. Um, I saw a toucan this morning at the zoo. <laughs> toucan Sam, what are you doing? <laughs> I, you were just in the Amazon. Why are you in an Arizona zoo? Um, yeah. Learned a lot about animals. Um, the more you know. The more you know. And then you'd think that was all I did. <laughs> sure not. I then flew from Manaus to Mendoza, Argentina, so interior. And I did the crossing of the Andes, like San Martin. So he's like a big... Um, liberator in south america and he crossed the andes during over these like certain passes now you can do it like modern day on horses so we did that for six days with zero service did some wine tasting after that to you know take a beat um and now i'm home and i'm back and i'm exhausted <laughs> but yes. it was really cool and really fun and it was like the best break ever and now i go into you know back to work back to the office so yeah well you know you've been living in Argentina for what almost a couple of years now like two years yeah two years now you're going to be coming back to the states in a few months the the fact that like you're there you might as well take advantage of like everything and everything if you're gonna spend your your holidays like on horseback absolutely might as well that just sounds so freaking cool yeah and so we crossed the Andes like the interior and the Argentina exterior they call them different things whatever but we crossed all the way to the chilean border which was really cool so it's really cool to see it was very cold very steep going up and down lots of mountains on horses (laughs) um slightly terrifying but so much fun but yeah once i'm here I, I, i have to do these things but yeah I feel like we need to start my countdown to my repatriation, Catherine. I only have like five months left. So we're going to half a season, you know, bi-hemispheral and then half a season just in two different time zones in the U.S. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's going to be cool. Yes. So speaking of seasons, we should dive in to our news roundup of the winter break, which was actually really kind of boring um, until the Gunther Steiner news broke, um, which is kind of good because if not, this episode would have been anchored by the Alfa Romeo renaming nonsense mess. Um, The gibberish that is uh, formerly Alfa Romeo. Oh my gosh, yeah. So Alfa Romeo, which is now stake F1 team-ish, but we'll get to that. First, we got to talk about Gunther. We have to he talk is about gone. Gunther. This was announced last week. Uh, I am sad. I'm so upset. And honestly, Catherine, I thought it was a joke. Like, I literally thought everything that happened over the winter break was a joke. Um, yeah. I Because there's so many F1 accounts on Instagram that'll post like random stupid stuff and it's like oh obviously that's not right or like Mm -hmm. not true and Gunther's I was like there's no way like this can't be he is the star of F1 everyone loves Gunther regardless of your team and your you know loyalty you love Gunther 
And so oh, it just makes me so sad. And I don't know what I'm going to do without him because he's not going to come back. I think he's done because he even said that. He's like, I'm not just going to join F1 again or another team in F1 just to stay in F1. Like if I don't, you know, feel like it's right, then I'm not going to do it. So I have a feeling he'll either take a break for a long time or he's never coming back. Yeah, I, I watched a couple interviews that he did at Autosport International, which was last week in the UK. Um, and, and he said um, in one of the interviews with um, David Croft, our favorite, uh, Crofty, um, that he he wouldn't just go and get another, you know, get another job in Formula One to stay. But if there was a position that would challenge him um, and excite him, that he would be interested in coming back. He also did tease that there's a chance that we'll be seeing him behind a microphone this season, um, which I can only. I can only hope just, you know, I I really feel very similar to how this was with Daniel Ricciardo when he announced that he was like leaving McLaren and, you know, taking a year off that, you know, he was going to be with Red Bull as their third driver and he would be at some races. And so I really, I I hope that we can like wean ourselves away from, of, of, you know, having Gunther full season by, you know, having him in some capacity, um, even if it's just a couple of races, just to like get his insights and thoughts, because, you know, you know, the man has opinions. I'm going to stop you right there. Mm-hmm. I can see it now. Mm-hmm. Martin Brundle and Gunther Steiner's Gridwalk. Oh, my God. I would love that. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Can that you imagine? Amazing. Oh, my God. I would freak out. I think I would record it just so I could rewatch it over and over and over because I think that would just be the highlight of my race. I wouldn't even have to watch the races. That's all I need. I need, like, the those six minutes. And that's all I would need. Yeah, obviously that, I'm that joking, would be, but but it would it would still that would be <sighs> oh my god that ideal. would be amazing to have a a, a Martin and Gunther gridwalk, um, especially because Gunther loves the gridwalk so much and he's even talked about it in his book about how you have to like honor the gridwalk you have to do it everyone has to do it. Yes, which we talk about in our uh, episode about Gunther's book, Surviving to Drive. If you're watching this on YouTube, it is linked up there. Um, and if you are listening to this on a podcast, just scroll down. It's a few episodes back. Um, if but- you're a podcaster, you're a peasant, and you have to find it yourself. But if you're watching on YouTube, just we'll scroll. Link it for you. <laughs> just find it. Just find it. Oh, it says surviving that. to drive in the title. <laughs> um, but so he was actually not the only one who was who was leaving Haas. Um, Simone Resta, who um, was technically on loan from Ferrari, he and he and Gene Haas kind of butted heads a little bit. Um, he he was on loan, so he is going back to Ferrari. His duties for this season are kind of TBA. Um, and Ayo Kamatsu, who is the former trackside engineer, um, he's going to take over as team principal. He's been with the team from the start along with Steiner. Um, He started his career in motorsport as a tire engineer for um, BAR. He moved to Renault in um, in 2006, and in 2012, he became Romain Grosjean's race engineer when Grosjean was driving for Renault. And then when um, Haas came around, Grosjean was one of the first drivers. And so he came along as Grosjean's race engineer and has been with the team ever since. Yeah, so it's not like a guy who's coming out of the woodwork. Like, he's been part of the team. He knows the team. Um, I do think it's interesting, though, that they promoted within. Because if they weren't happy with, like, how things were going, I would think that they would bring someone outside the organization. Like, just thinking of it from, like, a business sense, right? Or Mm -hmm. any business, any team, generally, you 
pull from outside the organization, bring in new blood, new ideas, refresh. So I yeah. just thought it was interesting that they were promoting within. But I don't know. Maybe Gunther had such a tight hold on direction and everything that with him out, it'll be new. But I find that hard to believe when there's so many people in an organization that... But also you know, not you know as I mean. many. There, I, there, it's so many people in an organization, but not as many at Haas because Haas is one of the Smaller. smallest teams on, on the yeah. grid. Um, they they have the you know the least amount of capital. I was watching a a, a video earlier that was talking about the this this whole thing that that um, Gene Haas, the owner of the team, came out and said that you know there there's no issue with investment and a lack of money um, because you know, the team has been within what about $10 million is what he stated of the cost cap since the cost cap has, has become a thing. I don't necessarily know if I believe that if Haas is having to do things like cut their grid wall in half and, and, you know, and that was going to save that they said was going to save them a quarter of a million dollars that they can put into somewhere else like the car. Um, so I, I really feel like there's an issue with, where the money that they have is going and what it's being invested in um that and and i don't know if if kamatsu is going to have the the latitude to be able to solve an issue like that yeah i know that i that's why it's just an interesting promotion yeah i i think it's really interesting i i think that kamatsu um unfortunately may not be set up for success in 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 this position i do like him and i i like the hire i just don't know if it's going to go well um because the model that they that they use that they that gave them a number you know an amount of success in those early years gunther in in one of those interviews kind of implied that that model is not going to be sustainable and continue you know giving them positive returns in the future as we have seen over the last couple of years and then there's the fact that you know over you know the the covid period um gene haas basically said to to gunther i'm not going to be investing my money into this team anymore you're going to have to find outside sponsors which is how we ended up with mick schumacher and nikita mazepin and Nikita Mazepin's father's company or Cali and that whole mess because it was a mess it was bad leave it at that even 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 before Russia invaded Ukraine it was it was not good um and and you know the 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 money versus the the value of your collie was just not happening because Mazepin is is was not a good driver (laughs) God bless him. And now he's what? Being a DJ? He's probably not even a good DJ either. I don't know. Something it's... like that. He he said, and I, I posted this to our stories, there was a statement that he he made at some point saying that he would totally come back to F1. And I'm like, oh my God, please no. Um, for, for Honestly, it'd be entertaining, but at the same time, like, just stay out. <laughs> I don't want to sacrifice one of these very valuable 20 and hopefully 2020, or 22 seats yeah. to Nikita Mazepin. Um, yeah. And one of the other you know, kind of issues that people are are not sure that Gene Haas understands is Gunther Steiner was Haas's most marketable asset. Um, And now that that's gone, who do you put the spotlight on when the drivers aren't performing because they don't have a car that can keep pace on Sunday? Hopefully the 2024 car is something that will allow them to keep pace and convert these, you know, good pole positions. But, you know, 
what else what Kumatsu else are we gonna is look not at? St- is not gunther like he's and, and not. he's he's not gonna want to make himself be gunther because that's just gonna be really awkward um right. on the flip side of this i there were some rumors that gene haas wasn't happy with gunther's celebrity status which i personally think is bullshit i don't think he cares um i think that if gene cared that Gunther is the most famous person at Haas F1, uh, Gene would be at more races during the year. Right. Because he's not at all the races. Also, he... And he's busy with his NASCAR and IndyCar teams. Exactly. I don't know the whole story. I don't know Gene Haas personally. If I did, I'd be at more races. But I feel like he is an individual, again, my opinion, you know, unasked for, but... I feel like he's a person that really needs to be managed because he has like crazy expectations, which maybe they're valid, but when you are one of the smallest teams with the smallest budget, budget cap, whatever, because there's still things you can get around. Yeah. <laughs> Red Bull. Um, just kidding. But it was they're food. A small team. They're a small team with not a lot of money. They have to cut corners because they can't even, you know, make it to the budget cap, whatever. And I feel like maybe Gene has not the greatest like reality of it's not they're not gonna win. Like they can't compete with some of these other teams. I don't know. I just feel like he needs to manage his expectations a lot. But also in Drive to Survive, you always see Gunther saying, I have to call Gene. I have to talk to Gene. Gene needs to talk. This, that, and the other. Which I understand. He owns the team. He wants to know what's going on. But also, like, to your point, Catherine, I feel like he could maybe be more involved. We Again, that's the picture that's painted for us. But if, he, if you're not showing up to the races, you're not doing all this, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm it's, just it's to it up for Gunther. It's not like Lawrence Stroll, who you know Lawrence Stroll is the face of Aston Martin F1, and the only people that he's allowed to have more relevance on the team are his children, Lance and Fernando. I was like, Chloe is not <laughs> at all the races. <laughs> uh, I wonder. Okay, this is what we have to do. And if you haven't done this already. How old would um would he be? Would Daddy Stroll be when Fernando was born? Like, is this even possible? Well, I for don't him to think be child? so. Um, but I am. <laughs> Hold on. Again, how much can we age Fernando Alonso in an episode? Yeah. So Fernando was born in eighty one. Um, Lawrence was born in fifty nine. So yes, easily, easily, easily. easily. So, his children. Yes. We have made the decision again on this podcast. Daddy Stroll has two sons that race for him. Exactly. So, so but the, the point is, is that, you know, I, I really, you know, I really think that Haas has a lot of work to do to meet the expectations of, of not just Gene Haas, but also the Haas team fans, um, which are yeah. probably going to dwindle now that Gunther's gone because Gunther, you know, Everybody loves Gunther Steiner, and you know you're you're not seeing Haas T-shirts. You're seeing Gunther Steiner face shirts. Steiner. In in, yeah, in the exactly. in the crowds, um, I I want Haas to be successful. I you know it's the American team. I'm an American. Um, I want to see but them I be successful. I think we all wanted it to be successful because of Gunther, because of how much he put into it, because of the effort and who he was as a person. Like we were, we all like I was saying, we're all Gunther fans. But we're not all necessarily Haas fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're rooting for Gunther to succeed, 
not necessarily the team. I and mean, by them I can ways, admit mutual or not. I, I don't know. I it's can just... I can admit that I want to see the team successful, you know, as as a, an institution, as the team, and also because you know Gunther is one of our favorite Gunther. team principals. But also, yes, like there there are a lot of people who are like Haas isn't relevant anymore. Um, but you know, it would be it would be nice to see them do well. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Agreed. However, I don't want them to come into this next season and just like blow it out of the water because then I'll be like, oh, Gunther. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they will. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Because because then it's like then it implies that Gunther's the problem. I don't think Gunther's the problem. Um, I think that Haas's reliance on what they get from Ferrari from a you know because part part of their deal is they get a lot of of car parts um from Ferrari on a discount um but that doesn't help with their aerodynamics issues and they they really need to work on their aerodynamics um and and make this car faster um and so hopefully they will have a more competitive car and not be in the basement I personally and we will talk about this in our 2024 season preview in late February. Um, I personally think that Alfa Romeo, whoever the hell they're called next year, next year, this year, um, I, I think that they will be in the basement. I think that that's, you know, they're, they're not going to be relevant until Audi comes in in 2026. Yeah. Ugh. Again, super random and off track, but this just makes me look forward to this season, which makes me think of this season's silly season. Cause we have what 14 drivers without seats. Yeah, we we have we have two thirds of the grid almost are are going to be up on their contracts, and it is going to be a wild one. Um, and the last thing that I want to point out about Gunther that I'm a, kind of a little bit bummed about is in the Autosport International interview that he did with Crofty, um, Gunther mentioned that fans kind of jumped the gun a little bit on the CBS comedy show, um, and yeah. really what it he he said that what they they are at now is that CBS is interested in doing something but there's no script there's there's no plan it's just there there is interest there from cbs hopefully cbs um will be able to pull something together um because i think that would be something really fun for gunther to do that won't take you know 10 and a half months out of his year like formula one does um and i would love to see a motorsport based comedy show like that i think that that would be hilarious and i think that he would be able to make a lot of fun little digs at his previous employer that would be entertaining yeah 100 percent. the other thing too before we leave it this is really all we have to talk about so i'm just going to keep talking but earlier in the year i guess later End of 2023, let's say, end up towards the second half of the season, I feel like there were all those rumors coming out how, like, Gunther was suing Gene for part ownership, and they weren't, like, working together as well as they used to, and he thinks he was owed more than he got. None of it was actually substantiated from, like, all the research and everything I looked into it. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. But none of it was really substantiated. There wasn't a lawsuit, whatever. But I wonder if those talks kind of caused the rift between them or like did or like added to it of maybe Gunther did go around saying he deserved more and wanted more and was owed this and that and Gene just kind of like was like I'm I'm done with this we're not performing I'm tired of xyz 
I don't know. It's just something that I thought of when I heard that he was dismissed. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's definitely something that to to think about. Um, I and obviously, you know, if you have a team that's not performing and a team that did slip down the grid from, I think they were P seven in twenty twenty two to P ten in twenty twenty three. Um, and when you're outgained by AlphaTauri, primarily based on the performance of one driver who drove a part of the season had a broken hand missed another part of the season. So, you know, you can really the see team who had a hundred drivers, that team, the, the team that literally maxed out their, uh, their FIA sanctioned driver allotment. Um, ba- basically if they, if they lost Danny and didn't have Lawson available, they wouldn't have ha- had been able to put someone else in that second car, which I think is hilarious, but they could have called Nick DeVries, Catherine. They, I mean, yes, they could have called Nick DeVries back. He's back in formula E. I watched a formula E race yesterday. Actually, it was, it was interesting. I'll leave it at that. Um, but you know, like obviously from a performance standpoint and the fact that Gunther's contract was up, it is easy to understand why that motivation in itself is is a reason why Gene would want to go in a different direction. It'll be interesting to see throughout this season how that direction plays out. It's, and it's really going to be how can Kevin Magnuson and Nico Hulkenberg take this car and probably outdrive this car that they're going to be given um, similar to what Alex Albon does with the Williams. And they're going to have to do that for more than just qualifying. Oh, exactly. And that's they're the they're going to have cost. to show it on, if on it Sunday. lasts for one lap and yeah, exactly. I don't know. Lots to look forward to. In Lots the of questions. Season. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Speaking of 2024. Um, also, something mm. I thought of, I'm going to pause. I'm going to yeah. interrupt you again. I'm sorry. I want to know if this whole thing is going to be covered on this season of Drive to Survive or next season of Drive to Survive. That is a That's really good question. That is a like really a good question. Two months later, like, you know, little five minute spiel in the last episode. Yeah, I mean, they, they or, could stand to to do a to tack on an epilogue like Darth Toto at the end of 2021. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we have not had a release date yet. We will probably get a release date within the next couple of weeks um, based on the, the typical say, timeline. Yeah, I, well, I, I would mm-hmm. say maybe this week or next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it it should be it should be coming soon. We should be getting drop the trailer, Netflix. Give us the trailer. the trailer. We need the trailer. And, or and a poster. Give us something. Yeah, and and to say that I I don't know if they have the time to do a lot for for you know obviously it's episode ten, but these episodes all drop at the same time. So I don't know if they're going to be able to include the Gunther of it all in it. Um, and that might be something that Catherine. we're going to have to wait until the next season. Scandaval is all I have to say. I'm sorry. If, if if Bravo if Bravo can get Scandaval on the season, we can get Gunther leaving Haas in our season. That's all I have to say. We'll see. What for do you think? You don't listeners? get the reference. <laughs> for those of you who don't get the reference, I highly encourage you to watch more Bravo and to also get a grip with reality because that was like the only thing on. That was the only thing anyone talked about ever anywhere for like two months. So yeah, I digress. yeah, that's Anyways. a that's a Vanderpump Rules reference, um, and 
yeah it it, it we're showing it our true colors on our on our season two uh premiere here Catherine yeah we really um, are um but yeah let's talk about uh Alfa Romeo who is no longer Alfa Romeo for a minute I will I think I'm just going to refer to them as Stake F1 formerly known as Alfa Romeo for the remainder of their life you know I that's how I prefer to call it I might take the Ted Kravitz route and just call him Sauber uh <laughs> I know, he he went hard and fast on Sauber and has is not changing and I love it. I, it's do, so I great. do too. So for for those of you who missed it, I will break down a really quick timeline of what happened. Um, and basically on December fifteenth, they announced that the team would rebrand from Alfa Romeo, who was leaving their names um, name sponsor gig with the team, um, and it would be rebranded as Stake F One Team Kick Sauber. For 2024, Stake and Kick are um, their media streaming companies, um, and they are both under the, the same umbrella. Um, fan reaction was horrifically brutal, um, and basically, but so entertaining, so entertaining, it's so entertaining. The, the memes were top tier, but everyone thought that it was stupid, and honestly, rightly so. It, it's it's just it's a, it's a really difficult you know name to to have to say stick up one team kick sober every single time it's like how lewis hamilton doesn't know the full mercedes team name which is mercedes amg petronas formula one team a couple days later alfa romeo really backtracked and they said well you know what what you think Just is kidding. happening isn't, isn't what ha- what's happening and what what i was interested really interested in the in the fact that you know I, I kind of caught myself thinking, did we kind of jump the gun on making fun of this? Like, was this legit, this this team name release? But this team name release came out on the Formula One website. So this was given to Formula One by the team. Um, and they still said, that's not it. Um, and we're going to do our name announcement on January 2024. Um, in, to which they announced that they will be called Stake F1 team for 2024 and 2025 before Audi comes in that next year. Um, which Stake is fine. I mean, we have Alf- we had AlphaTauri on the grid, which is another like physical brand and not like a, a motorsporty type of thing. Um, so like, it's fine whatever just the way it happened like pr wise was not great but at the same time stake f1 team kick sauber is the official legal fia name of the team so it wasn't actually a wrong they just are kind of ignoring the fact that they made this announcement got made fun of and now are called stake Honestly, it kind of reminds me of living in Argentina because everyone has 27 names, but they don't actually go by any of their 27 names. They go by like a nickname. Mm-hmm. Um, so this whole entire thing is like, so they're Argentine. Um, no, the Stake F1, it's fine. Like, I don't really care because it's going to change in two years anyways. So who cares? And but they're not going to be relevant say, anywhere. Exactly. Well, you never know. I mean, I hope. They won't be, but it's fine. Yeah. But I love the fact that it drove so many people insane. The memes and the attention that this name got. Maybe it was their plan all along to drive interest and whatever and see, you know, maybe field some suggestions because they had no idea what they wanted to call themselves anyways because they have 27, you know, named sponsors now. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The, oh god the content from this fiasco was prime yeah it, it was it, it was, was some so some good. good scrolling for for a couple of days and it's just yeah you know so, you know 
rollouts and change are never perfect and and this is really the the proof of that and so we we say goodbye to alfa romeo uh we will not see the alfa romeo brand on the formula one grid any longer nope it's gone yep bye-bye bye you were fine <laughs> and now you're gone <laughs> and now you're nah, less i don't know again lots to look forward to in 2024 who knows what's gonna happen yes so um okay and then i feel like we need to catch up back up on one thing because it was kind of happening towards the end of the season but this whole Susie toto f1 fia business yeah Ugh. What a nightmare. Also, they're on vacation right now, and Susie is the best Instagram poster. I love her Instagram. I also just love her. Yeah, but. Susie is, is living the dream. If you want to know more about how much we love Susie, go look at our F1, uh, F101 episodes about the F1 Academy. Um, yes. You know, wh- whatever you think of her, this is a Susie Wolf positive show. Um, and um, we, we, along stand with Susie Wolf, <laughs> we, along with all nine other Formula One teams, um, commit to the fact that um, this FIA investigation that came out on December 5th was totally bullcrap um and has actually led to some some pretty um big consequences for the FIA um Mercedes's legal team is still on you know on the FIA's backside they've had three senior members um depart in recent months including the sporting director the technical director and the women's commission director who resigned in the wake of you know what went on with Susie um and and they they're really you know Mer- Mercedes Toto and Susie are really framing this as as a, a bit of a witch hunt, um, you know, for you know a, a powerful woman in a powerful role within within the sport and trying to you know drag her down, which is just absolutely unnecessary. It's twenty twenty four, you guys. It's, I have no words for this, honestly. Besides, FIA needs to get their house in order. Um, it's gonna be hard. I don't know. Oh, I know, but. It's just wild to me that they, like, also, just to, like, really take a step back. It's wild for me to think, or wild for them to think. I don't even, I can't get my words right. But that they could just open an investigation and nothing would happen. I, they probably were like, oh, there might be some backlash. But, like, it's Susie and Toto. Come yeah. on. Well, and and the the other issue, and and as somebody who worked, you know, adjacent to the journalism field, that annoys me is that these rumors of impropriety came from a single unsourced report from an online newspaper that was, you know, very easy to if if you pay attention, see that. Wait, where are the sources? Where is is anything? Um, substantiated coming from this and if you're going to make allegations against you know mercedes is like the seventh like the the seventh most recognizable brand in the world and if you're going to make allegations against both Susie and her husband who is a you know one-third owner of the mercedes f1 team um you're gonna have to you know imply that you have sources um so the 
the fallout of this is is still continuing as of today when we recorded, which is Jan 15. Um, there are still legal goings on between Mercedes and the FIA. Um, and, and like you said, the FIA is really going to have to get their house in order, but um, that's also going to have to be top down. And as we've seen over the last couple of years, um, that hasn't happened yet and probably isn't likely to happen anytime soon. It's so dumb. I know. I'm just going to say that out loud in frustration and break my eyeballs when I roll them into the back of my head just thinking that this could even be true. Yeah, and we talked in our our episode about the the Braun documentary about the kind of attempted schism between Formula One and the FIA and how, you know, Formula One was taking, the teams were taking steps to create their own motorsports series outside of Formula One. Um, This could bring about another one of these attempts. And with the way the FIA has handled itself, the Formula One teams have a better chance of this being successful here in 2020 if that is the route that they choose to take which would have its own issues i'm not saying that's the route that it should take um but it is it is something that you know we could be hearing a lot more about over these next couple of years if the fia doesn't get get it together it'll be interesting Mm -hmm. lots to look forward to in 2024 yes (laughs) yes yes yes. i'm just gonna keep repeating myself i need a button that's just like a lot to look forward to yeah um anyways and then we had, you know, some small stories, some movement, yeah. some updates. Things. Um, things happened. Da, da, da. Um, again, favorite thing to talk about, contract negotiations. Yeah. Ah! Allegedly, Leclerc and Carlos Sainz are in talks with Ferrari. Currently, their contracts are up at the end of this year. So they're part of the 14 that will maybe play musical seats, um, maybe not. But they have allegedly started and opened negotiations with Ferrari for extensions. Um, honestly, I'm not going to believe anything until I see like ink on paper. Um, but we could see those two continuing in Ferrari. My my Maybe. thing for Charles and Carlos is I'm curious about the length of their extensions and what that's going to be because Ferrari has already made clear that they want excuse me that is my cat's feeder going <laughs> off it's dinner time. Um they have um they have made clear that they want Leclerc in for the long haul. They want him in for a um a Max Verstappen, a Lando Norris type contract. The real question, a Lance Stroll a Lance, contract, a Lance Stroll contract. <laughs> but the real question is, how long is Carlos's contract extension going to be? Because I can see him extending into 2025. There's no reason for him to move. But then 2026 is where it could get really interesting because he has With been Audi. tied to Audi before, and that has kind of been brushed off. But I don't believe that that's you know, a no-go. Um, and I think that if anybody is going to be likely to move, it's going to be Carlos. And I think that if that happens, then Alex Albon is the shoe-in for that seat. Um, but the, the well, real... Claire's not leaving. Right. We know that. So He's the question is going to be the duration of these contracts once they're, you know, once they're extended. Because I do think that they're going to extend both of them. I We just need to see how long. 
But here's the thing, too. I don't think you can approach this as, oh, LeClaire is going to get a three-year contract, four-year contract, whatever, and Carlos, we're just giving you one year. Right. Because that's going to create such friction and divide in the team. And as much as we like to think this is an individual sport, it's a team sport. And I don't think you can have your drivers at odds because I don't think that's healthy for the team. So I think what they would do is extend them one year each. Correct. And then let Carlos leave and Leclerc will obviously stay even though he only has one year. Because I feel like that's kind of what Mercedes did with George and Lewis. They extended them through the same amount of time. Lewis will most likely retire. They'll extend George again as long as, you know, Prince George is driving well, whatever. But I think keeping your drivers through the same year, giving them kind of same contract length, maybe not pay, but length, I think that helps create continuity and a, a positive team environment, if you will. Yeah, because they can announce know. that, you know, Charles is going to be extending for a year, but then say in, you know, a backroom conversation, we want you till 2028. Exactly. There, there's there yeah. and and there's there's no reason for that not to happen. Um, but I, I really think that if if somebody's gonna leave soon, no matter what he says, I think it's gonna be Carlos. Yeah. Oh, and but I also think Carlos wants to leave. Mm-hmm. I want Carlos to leave. Yeah. He's treated like clearly a second driver. There's no such thing as a second driver. Where? Bullshit. Exactly. Like, <laughs> how do you think Checo feels, right? <laughs> Um, but I feel like Carlos is kind of treated like the ugly stepchild sometimes, and Charles is favored all the time, even if he's not having the best weekend. So I would like to see Carlos leave as much as I love Ferrari. I would like to see him leave. Yeah, I think it's I, I, I would, I would definitely, I think that he could thrive if he's in in a different situation. And I do think that you know he has shown that he has been the better Ferrari driver and has not received that same recognition. But anyway, Sorry, we're going to be talking uh, about the this only the person to win home. last season besides Red Bull. Yeah. Um, that'd be Carlos. So anyways, digress. we will be talking about contracts and speculating all throughout the season. It is something that you will be able to look forward to. Don't you worry about it. Top of every episode. If you, you know, know it, Emily loves contracts. I, okay. The reason I love it so much is because they're so interesting and they're so intricate. I took a, um, a college course on sports contracts and like uh, different collective bargaining agreements. And it was my favorite class. And all of fascinating. I know it was the best shout out university of Oregon and all their cool classes. Um, Um, anyways, then we have the dumb racing bulls. Alphatari is changing their name. It's probably going to be racing bulls. I don't like it. It's dumb. I don't like it. Like I, and we're not going to talk about it anymore because I'm over it. And it's I, I just want to so say that I, it's not that I don't like it because of the the ties between Red Bull and and AlphaTauri Racing Bulls. It's just I think that the name itself is stupid. And if they're going to change the name and not have a named sponsor, they should just call them Toro Rosso again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I guess we'll find out for sure what they are moving to when they announce their livery probably have to be on there yeah they haven't they haven't they haven't announced a date yet um and they also haven't said anything about when they're gonna announce the new name um the new name has been finalized the the ceo has has mentioned that before we just don't know when we're gonna find out but it will be soon yeah um some other movement monster who is a very long sponsor of mercedes 
is leaving Mercedes for McLaren. And this is a move I love. Love, 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 love. Monster, Mercedes, go together like water and oil. Like, that doesn't make sense. The demographic of Mercedes does not scream monster to me. Um, McLaren makes sense. Two young drivers. Like, they have some fun, quirky, cool things. I love their Google tires. Oh, my I God. Think this love those. Sponsorship makes so much more sense for McLaren than Mercedes. Like, Mercedes screams, like, fine wine and champagne. Tommy Hilfiger. like monster <laughs> so i don't know i think this is a good move now something to note lewis hamilton is a monster athlete so he personally is sponsored by monster so you might still see monster things around him because he's individually a monster individual i don't know if his sponsorship is changing i think I don't it's just think so. the corporate mercedes sponsorship yeah um so you, you might still see it around but officially as a corporate entity you know team sponsor they're moving from mercedes to mclaren which i love yeah um in other news going back to the speculation for audi um, nico hulkenberg has emerged as one of the candidates which makes sense um so um we will see um where the merry-go-round will spin um speaking of places the merry-go-round won't spin helmet marco has signed a three-year deal to continue on with his tenure at red bull um toto wolf just announced today jan 15 has signed a three-year extension with mercedes so they will both be staying through the end of this current regulation cycle and the beginning of the next one um which i i think that that totally makes sense on on both sides those are the you know two big players so you might as well keep well them. again though how do they not have lance stroll contracts like with helmet to red bull and toto to mercedes they they to me are just like the lance stroll contract type of people for those teams because they their their daddies don't own the team <laughs> i know but but you understand my analogy here yeah no i i, I do and it's it's it, it 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 makes it really interesting that you have you know there there was a I think a college basketball coach who I don't remember exactly who who basically got a, a coaching contract in perpetuity like until he wants to leave he is going to be their coach um, and so the, it's really interesting that you know to have one of those rare perpetuity contact contracts it's Lance Stroll so. Something else that we need to address here, because I, again, took this as not true, lies, fake, you know, F1 Instagram BS. Um, but there's a new rule or a new sporting code, let's say, that says drivers cannot curse on the radio anymore. I'm upset. Beyond I don't words, like it. we're going to have to turn off Yuki's radio. He's not yeah. going to be allowed a microphone. And hearing them yell and get upset is half of the fun of watching the race. Maybe a third of the fun or a quarter. However, super, super entertaining. I feel like this just restricts them. They're going to have to really focus on what they're saying while they're pulling G's. Like, just let them be. We bleep it out anyways. It doesn't matter. This is so overreaching. It's dumb. 
Yeah, so this was one of the the last changes that the uh, Formula One Commission, uh, the FIA uh, Commission, made at the end of the this last season um, when they met in Bahrain, I believe it was. Um, and I think that some of this stems from um, Vegas when Toto Wolf and Fred Vasseur, the team principal at Ferrari, were kind of called to the carpet for some of the um, comments and cursing that they made in the um, team principal's press conference after the disaster that was free practice one when the um, track broke Carlos's car. Um, and so I think that some of it comes from that. I don't like it let yuki curse um these are these you know they're all adults here um you know yes we have you know fans who are young um but that's what the asterisks are for and that's what the bleepy buttons for it's so dumb like what are they gonna do oh akon gets a 10 second penalty because he said the f word like this is stupid i know sporting code is akon's gonna get other other penalties this year he doesn't need another one for accidentally saying the f word no, and I know it'll probably be fines and stuff, but still, like, it's so dumb. And I know we all think that F1 drivers make a ton of money, but some of the new rookies or, you know, first-year, second-year drivers don't make a ton. So if they let the F-bomb fly, it's going to cost them money, and this is so stupid. Like, no other sport restricts things like this. They'll, you know, say, hey, let's not, but I don't know. It's so stupid. So yeah. stupid and overreaching. I I can't. Yeah, I I I think that it's 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 not the issue that they should be focusing on. Wait, they have issues, and you know, and the FIA is not focusing on them. What? What? Hot huh? concept, right? Oh, I know they're spending time in places where they don't need to be. It's the dumbest thing. I I can't. We have to move on before I have an aneurysm. Yeah. Um, so, so let let's move on and talk about my favorite reveals. Week, my favorite week of the year or two weeks, whatever. Weeks. I'm, oh my god, I'm so excited. Livery reveals. We don't have all of them, but a lot of them have been announced. Um, yeah, three, two, two of the three of them were announced today, actually. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. So we have seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. So we have seven of the ten have been announced. Um, so the the countdown is on. And so this is really this is like what the car is gonna look like technically, but it's not the actual car car that we're gonna be seeing. It's what is Correct. the car gonna look like decoratively? Um, which, if you think about Red Bull, they're gonna have massive hype for the same car design that they have had for the last five years. Um, so you can take some of hey, these with a grain of salt. They change it up a little bit. Miami, we had some flair. We're talking Vegas. about like the traditional liveries. Twenty bucks, Ferrari's car is red. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's gonna be red. Um, So going down the calendar, we've got on February 5th, we've got Williams and Steak, which is sour if you need to be reminded, and we probably will. Um, February 7th is going to be Alpine. Um, On the 12th of February, we're gonna have Aston Martin. The 13th is Ferrari. 14th, Valentine's Day is Mercedes and followed by on the 15th, Red Bull. So we are still waiting on McLaren, Williams. Haas. No, not Williams. McLaren, Haas, and Alphatari team to be named should should just be called Toro Rosso is going to be called something stupid. Um, so 
Um, we will not be doing daily episodes about delivery reveals, but we will do a roundup um, as as we go forward, talking about what we are going to be seeing. Um, I think it's we're going to rank be, them, I, Catherine. I, that's what we're going to do. Oh, we're definitely going to rank, rank them. them. Yeah, um, but I'm 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 very interested to see what some of these cars are going to look like and some of the structural changes. I'm really interested in what Mercedes is going to look like because um, Mercedes has finally decided that they're going to stop doing you know the design that has not served them well the last three years and is going to definitely be like you know a black Mer- uh, a black Red Bull, um, just like Aston Martin is a green Red Bull. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see what. Um, design aspects that they're going that Mercedes is going to steal from Adrian Newey um, and put in their car. And if you're new to our podcast, Catherine doesn't like Mercedes. <laughs> no, I do not. They they are, they are not my favorite. Love Toto. Don't love the team. Um, but we, oh, I I will try not to be too entirely mean about it. Is that your 2024 resolution? Absolutely not. I was going to say, if it is, I'm calling you out every single episode. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Definitely not. I won't. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm super excited. And like Catherine said, we'll rank them and obviously, you know, post to our Instagram when they're announced and everything like that. But I always get excited for the livery reveal. I feel like February goes really quickly for F1 because you have, like, livery reveal and then – we go into testing and we have um, DTS DTS, and then the season starts and all of a sudden it's March and what happened. So especially because the, the first race of the year Bahrain is the first weekend of March. So it, it feels like it's a little bit early this year. Um, and it's one, once it starts, it's going to ramp up real quick. Once you start, you can't stop. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you tell I've eaten way too much sugar tonight? I'm on like yeah. my eyes. Well, I had Dippin' Dots out. today, which <gasps> was the ice cream of the future, oh, as it has God, been I for the last twenty something years. Um, it was delightful. I had the um or uh, cookies. No, not cookies and cream. I had the chocolate chip cookie dough version. Um, oh, the and my friend had my the rainbow. Yeah. I had a little bit of of the rainbow. It was no, it was delightful. I've just been sitting here eating these um, branches Christmas tree mints. They're like a taffy, but they're not. They're peppermint. My mom sent them down to Argentina for me for Christmas because they're my favorite. Um, and I've been sitting here eating an entire bag, and now my stomach hurts, and I can't go to bed because I've had so much sugar. Good tea, but worth it. Oh, but worth it. Yes. But anyways, that is our winter recap episode which again we went into this like every episode oh it'll be like 20 minutes it's probably been like an hour but yeah this is, this is gonna be a long one i i was but i mean before the like, gun- where can i cut emily's rants <laughs> well no i mean i also ranted but i i was thinking you know bef- when i when we were getting ready for this initially we were actually gonna have a different episode come out today um which will come out next week but when i was thinking about you know what are we going to talk about in the winter break roundup and i was looking at the things that i had put in our our, our notes document over the last couple of weeks and i was like oh my God, we're going to have nothing to talk about. This is going to be like a 10 minute episode max and half of it is us going to be catching up about winter break and then Gunther got fired. Yeah. 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 
and also, and we also you know, just have opinions and and things that we want to say about. And we things. haven't we haven't recorded in a long time, so it's just it's yeah. just fun to talk. But no, yeah. like I'm, I'm getting said, yelled at from my supervisor who wants me to give her more food. So uh. my supervisor's locked in the cage. <laughs> Man, also can you if give you're me new, two minutes, if you're new to the podcast, <laughs> we both have animals. So Catherine has a cat. I have a dog who's in a cage. I don't. I'm not keeping humans in a cage. I promise. Um, but anyways, like Catherine said, we were supposed to have an episode out this week, which is a really special episode that Catherine's been working really, really hard on. And I have, you know, I'm taking a back seat on, but, um, we will have that coming out next week. So you guys can look forward to that. Catherine, I'm not going to spoil it, but, um, I'm very excited to do this. We're going to do interview style, which is something that we don't do because normally we're both talking and have a lot of opinions, but, um, Catherine has been working on something really special. So I'm going to interview her next week and have a little special treat for you guys. So with that, Catherine, do you have any other opinions or any other things to talk about that we missed before we end our episode? Um, I mean, I from from a Formula One news standpoint, I don't think we've missed anything. I really think we covered all 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 of our bases here. I'm just really excited that we're back in the swing of things. I'm so excited that you know it's a new year, a new season of the pod. Um, I'm still getting yelled at by the cat. I don't know if it's picking up on audio, um, but it is loud enough for me. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm really excited to see what this season is going to be like. Um, and I know that a lot of, you know, there, there were a lot of stories last year about how like F1 interest was dwindling because, you know, Max Verstappen did Max Verstappen things all year. Um, but I, I really have a feeling that this season is going to be something completely crazy. Agreed. Agreed. I'm very excited. Um, also it's our first full season of the podcast yes. and it will be our first season of us actually recording in the same place because I'm only yes. here for half the season and then I'll come home and then we'll be recording uh, from the US. So it will, you guys will probably get, I'm going to say probably your first episode of both of us in the same room. Oh my God. Yes. What? We won't have any delays or weird internet nonsense with Argentinian oh, internet. We won't have any matter South American internet. Everything's going to be amazing. I can't wait. 20. So much to look forward to in 2024. So much. So much. <laughs> so much. Well, with that, that has been our podcast. Thanks for going off track with us, guys.